It's 11 minutes before 8 o'clock. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, October 7th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Assemblymember Dave Miller is stepping down at next week's assembly meeting, citing health issues. In a letter dated October 5th, Miller writes that the decision comes under the direction of his physician and says that he will, quote, still be around to help out in any way I can, but we'll just have to learn when to say no once in a while. Under city code, if an assembly seat becomes vacant, the assembly must elect a qualified person to fill the vacancy within 20 days. Miller has two years left on his term. Whoever the assembly appoints will serve in his seat until October 2023. At that time, voters will elect someone to fill the final year of Miller's term. How the seat is filled is up to the assembly. Municipal Clerk Sarah Peterson says she's seen the assembly take a couple of different approaches to filling seats in the last few years. In 2014, Assemblymember Phyllis Hackett resigned, and the Assembly called for letters of interest with a seven-day period to apply. The Assembly then held a special meeting and voted on which applicant would fill the remainder of the year. In 2016, when Matt Hunter became mayor, he had two years left on his Assembly term. The Assembly appointed the third-highest vote-getter, Aaron Swanson, to serve in the seat for one year. Peterson says the Assembly can choose either path to appoint Miller's replacement, but there's nothing in the code requiring one way or the other, other than the 20-day time timeline requirement and that the candidate be qualified. Miller turned in his letter of resignation on Wednesday, shortly before the Assembly's agenda was finalized. His last day in office will be October 11th. Many communities around Alaska held their municipal elections this week, and uh, and results are in from some listening communities in Southeast. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. In Pelican, Patricia Phillips will likely win a three-year term as the city's mayor. She was the only candidate on the ballot, securing 30 votes. Mike Allard won a three-year term on the city council with 32 votes. A write-in candidate, Norm Carson, won the second council seat with 25 votes. For school board seat one, write-in candidate Phil Spencer was the winner with 12 votes, although many other community members received one or two votes as write-ins. For school board seat four in Pelican, Letitia Stewart was the winner with 34 votes. In Tenneke Springs, three council seats were up for grabs. Linnea lospinoso Chatel was the top vote-getter with 28 votes, followed closely by Stephen Lewis with 26, and write-in Nikita Chase with 15. In Angoon, Ed Jack earned 63 votes for seat A on the city council, edging out Travis Wilkerson, who won 30 votes. For Angoon's seat B, Albert Kukesh III earned 41 votes, only five votes ahead of Doris Williams. Jesse Daniels earned 19 votes. Eight absentee and six question ballots will be counted on Friday at 9.30 a.m. Seven one-year terms were decided by write-in vote in Port Alexander. The top vote-getters in order were Ryan Martin, Corey Gifford, Earl Bud Dirtle, Deborah Rose Gifford, Laura Pollard, Sarah Patrick, and Thomas Corso. Port Alexander also weighed in on four open seats in the Southeast Island School District, which serves not only PA, but also Kaufman Cove, Cassan, and Thorn Bay. For seat B, Amanda Blankenship edged out Risa Carlson, 62 to 41. Sandy Curtis ran unopposed for seat C and picked up 82 votes combined from all of the district communities. For seat D, Debbie Fair narrowly edged out William Tyrell, 46 to 41. And for seat E, Molly Kimsey won over Kate Holtman, 64 to 41. 
All of these results are unofficial until they're certified. In most communities, that's happening sometime next week. The one community in our listening area that doesn't follow this local election calendar is Yakutat. Voters there will go to the polls on Tuesday, October 18th to select a mayor, four assembly members, and three school board members. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. City League basketball, open gym, and a lot of other possibilities for activities are on the horizon this fall, as Sitka's new Community Recreation Office kicks into gear. The program is intended to pick up the slack from Sitka Community Schools, which was formerly a part of the school district. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports on the new program and the other major issues from Wednesday night's Sitka School Board meeting. Community schools expired slowly over the last seven years under pressure from budget cuts. In 2015, the school district outsourced it to a private contractor, but in 2019, the school board shrunk that contract down to only $25,000. The Haim Center was game to take on the program for a year, but the pandemic eliminated any chance that it would thrive there. In the fall of 2021, the Sitka Community Health Summit selected reviving community schools as one of its two top goals. This spring, the city's Parks and Recreation Committee took up the issue, and what has emerged, while not quite the community schools of old, is a new community recreation office. Barb Morris described the progress for the Sitka School Board. We have the old community schools office back, which is a really good location to be able to supervise the facility at Blatchley and, you know, do the programming. And just today we managed to get our internet and phone set up with the great coordination between the city IT and um, the school district IT. So we are in the process of really getting up and running um, all the details you need to get things operating. Morse said a major goal was to have someone hired to run the program by October 1st. That someone, Andrew Roseman, a former Jesuit volunteer at the Sitka Conservation Society, has taken the job as recreation specialist. Next will come the revival of City League basketball by October 24th, and not long after that should come the return of Open Gym. Where community recreation lands in the city's organization hasn't been decided. Right now, Sitka's facilities manager, Michael Colliver, is helping it get off the ground, but it could end up in another department or becoming its own department. In the meantime, Sitkins can connect with Andrew Roseman in the Community Recreation Office at 747-4033. It will be nice for kids and adults to have some place to play after school hours in Sitka because enrollment numbers in the district are actually ticking up slightly this month. The 20 school days concluding on October 28th are the official count period when the state determines a school district's average daily membership, which is tied directly to school funding. Superintendent Frank Hauser reminded the school board that Sitka had built its budget for the year on a projected enrollment of 1,125 students. It looks like the district will hit that mark during this month's count. We are excited to say that at this point we have 1,118 students enrolled. Um, We are up from 1,111 at the last board meeting, so that's up seven students. Um, So we're definitely going in the right direction. Um, In in addition, um, we also get to count the students um, that are in the Ravensway program as well as part of our count. And so those numbers will be going up. Hauser also used his report to rebut criticism that Sitka students were testing near the bottom on the National Assessment of Educational Progress, 
which is also called the NAEP test, or sometimes the nation's report card. NAEP testing, with the exception of several large urban school districts, only reports at the state level. Hauser argued that it was incorrect to draw any conclusions about Sitka from the results. So if you've ever heard anyone um, saying that, quote, Sitka test scores are near the bottom of the U.S., uh, end quote, uh, you'll note that this is not necessarily true. It's kind of a false statement because this national test doesn't even measure how Sitka does as a district. It is as a state. NAEP data is easily available online, and it does show Alaska as underperforming in several categories, but also showing strength in some areas. Hauser suggested that a more honest reflection of the Sitka School District's performance was in comparison to other schools in Alaska. SSD uh, does have data on how the district compares to other districts in the state. Laura Rogers last year uh, put this slide together for the board. Uh, this is Peaks English Language Arts data from 2017 to 2021. SSD is in blue. The state average is in red. English language arts percentage proficiency in SSD is consistently above the state average at every grade level and by a significant amount, in some instances over 20 points. The school board recognized several individuals and groups Wednesday night, including the front office staff and school nurses for their exceptional work during the pandemic, and also the unsung building principals for what is often a thankless job. Perhaps the most thankless job is that of building custodian, and special recognition was given to Ernie Yu, who's leaving after taking care of Kikushihin Elementary School for 26 years. School principal Casey Demert said that Yu's departure was leaving a hole that would be hard to fill. I think all of us know I could go on and on about uh, the work that he does and how he anticipates everybody's needs, uh, students and staff, and uh, just gets things done. But what we're going to miss most about Ernie is Ernie, the human being. Uh, he's amazing. He's an example, I think, for all of us on uh, how we should be, how we should treat others, and uh, how we should act every day. So thank you, Ernie. We're going to miss you. Keep Gushaheen students prepared a short video in honor of Mr. Ernie. Afterwards, Superintendent Hauser offered the mic to you for a few words, and he complied, saying, thank you so much. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. And I'm Brooke Schaefer. This was Raven News. We ha now have a moment to take a quick look at the weather for today for Sitka for Friday, October 7th, 2022. Today we can expect areas of fog before 10 a.m. Otherwise sunny with a high near 61, north wind around five miles per hour, becoming west in the afternoon. Tonight, rain likely, mainly after 4 a.m., increasing clouds with a low around 53, southeast wind around five miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 60%. And a quick look at our community calendar. All are invited to join in the Sitka Road.